This episode is brought to you by KG Productions for Krishna Nos. We are doing Uddhav Gita chapter 6 verse 30 the last message of Sri Krishna with his intellect unsullied by desires a master of his organ mild pure without possession without outward activity with measured diet a master of his mind steady having me as his refuge and meditative krishna is discussing about the sage krishna is talking here about what the sage is like or who is a sage what are the characteristics that define a sage so first he is saying so remember last week when we were completing verse 29 it was mentioned that he is compassionate with enmity to no creature forbearing truth as his strength unimpeccable mind same to all benefactor of all beings and continuing that so this verse says verse 30 says with his intellect unsullied by desires desires are the root cause of all evil in this world which i think we have been going through continuously now what are these desires these desires could be anything it could be connected to food it could be connected to clothes it could be connected to anything the reason why sages or those who are on the path of sanyasa or those who are interested in spiritual they wear a similar kind of dress dress it is like they wear orange they have only two pairs or three pairs at the most not more than two pairs one which they are wearing and one which is dried so those who are really very keen on spiritual their job is to ensure that they don't have too heavy demands on clothes sometimes it is yellow color sometimes it is white so even if it is white there are only two pairs so those who are on the path of spiritual and those who have given up on their material worldly wants they are have supposed to have just one or two pairs that's it so there are no desires another desire is of food food is very important from existence point of view so you require food now being with people Now these are certain things a sage is not supposed to bother his head about. He should not even be bothered that there are people around him or nobody is around him. He is full of himself, the self. So whether there is someone or there is no one, he is still the sage. Please understand this. So he doesn't have any desires whatsoever. He is a master of organ. that means what what are the organs there are about 10 in total or 11 now organs sensory which are your you know seeing hearing and so on and so forth and an actions which is legs hands tongue tongue means speech so if it is a speech organ the sage has control over his organs the 11th one is called the mind so he is supposed to control all these things including the mind 
So his control is there should be no unsullied thoughts, no thoughts coming in his mind also. He is able to control these things. Now you may say the sage has got eyes so he can see things around him. Isn't it? Of course he can see things around him. He is not blind. <laughs> he can see things around him. He will see but it doesn't enter his being. Which means he may watch some things in this world. But those things do not affect him. Suppose you see an accident. Does it affect you? Yes, of course. All accidents will affect you. Suppose you see one person beating another. Will it affect you? Yes, it will affect you. If you see somebody is giving bad words, does it affect you? Yes, it affects a normal person. But a sage and those who are on the path of spiritual, no effect on them at all. Because it is not entering their mind. So the eyes may see, the ears may hear, but it doesn't enter them and spoil anything. The mind itself is under control. Now, if you see, there are protests going on in India. And in USA, there are certain things like, you know, impeachment kind of trials going on. Does it affect a normal person? Yes, of course it affects a normal person. What is going to happen? The markets are going up, the markets are going down, it affects everybody. If your child is sick, it affects the person. If your mother is dying, it affects you. Everybody is getting affected. But those who are on the path of spiritual, it doesn't affect them. So he is a master of organs. He is a mild person. What is the meaning of the word mild? Mild in thoughts, words and deeds. He is always going to give you explanations or talk which is going to could put you on the right track. The talks are mild. He is not going to slap you and say you have to do this. There is nothing like that. He is a mild mannered person. He is pure. There are no ulterior motives as far as he is concerned. There are absolutely no motives. Human beings when they talk to each other, when they interact with each other or something happens in this world, what happens? They are always contaminated by their thoughts and actions. Everything is motivated. Either by money, by power, whatever. Whatever motivation that is there, they are motivated. But a sage is not motivated by anything. So the idea called motivation, remember this, the idea called motivation only exists in the material domain. There is no motivation in the spiritual world. Because the Atma is pure. 
it doesn't have any ulterior motives it is self effulgent if the atma is self effulgent why will it want to know something think self effulgent means full of knowledge why will it want to know something it's not even interested in activity so you have to understand motivation is only for material worldly people they want to go somewhere they want to get motivated and go somewhere nobody is in that world spiritual world nobody is motivated like that okay so here you will find the purity defines them they are absolutely pure in their world in the spiritual world now why am i saying there <laughs> it's because everybody in this in this material world is motivated isn't it to either do something or not do something right actions are very important and because actions are important and these actions are always pushed by some motivation the motivation could be i am hungry i have to eat that is a motivation hunger makes you eat somebody says you are an idiot you want to give him back motivation so did you get it so this is what it is they are pure they are without possessions material worldly people possess everything around them everything means what even where they are they want to possess that place think what i am saying those who stay in a country think that they possess the country the place where they stay they think they possess the place where they stay the language this which they speak they think they possess the language which they speak now everything is like a possession if somebody says something you have seen there are lots of people in in india and in this world if somebody speaks in another language what happens on the london subway one person who is a uk citizen was speaking to someone on the phone in a different language and there was a person sitting in front that person started abusing saying that you people come from different countries and you are talking in your own language you should talk only in english this person put his phone aside and said i am a britisher i have british passport and i am a british citizen and i have a freedom to talk in whichever language i want it became a very big fight i read it in the newspaper so that's why i'm telling you why should it happen it is because people possess things even the language the clothes suppose this t-shirt is picked up by somebody else and that person wants to wear it what will happen immediately will say that is mine so possessions are for material worldly people what happens to a sage he doesn't even bother the idea that somebody else is there and 
this is somebody's country and it doesn't really matter to him he is not even going to give you any reaction whereas these things are concerned but because a person possesses an object a person a thing a place or whatever they feel that it belongs for a sage everything is in brahma it doesn't matter everything is brahma alone so where is the question of possession god is the possessor okay let us give it at that so he is without possession without outward activity what is outward activity when you perform actions of any kind even a matter of looking around that is also an action why should someone look around it's not important to look you see when something is happening in a, in the streets people stop flock over there and want to know what is happening a sage may be walking down from the same street he will not even look at that place you see in the material world people wonder how many likes have i got on my facebook page or my instagram photograph people want to know there are certain spiritual people on the instagram also isn't it i am sure they are not going to instagram to see how many likes they have got because it is not even their channel it is not even they have not posted anything so for them it doesn't matter but for a material worldly person it matters who has like who has not done what is this person doing what is that person doing it matters to absolutely material worldly people but for the sage it doesn't make a difference with measured diet now when we say measured diet he is not going to any dietitian because you may think okay the sage is going to some dietitian his dietitian is the god himself okay ha huh? if he has to give him some grains to eat he will give if he has to give him one piece of dry bread he will give that remember jesus and the dry bread <laughs> so think like that it doesn't matter what he eats but it is never stomach full never ever saying oh i am stuffed he is not going to say the sage never says i am stuffed why tomorrow he doesn't even know where he is going to eat isn't it so let us say if you know that you are going to be hungry for the next 24 hours there is no place where you can eat food you know what you are going to do you are going to stuff yourself thinking that i need for the next 24 hours my quota of food have you seen people getting upset if they don't get food in time you know like children when children don't get food they start crying bawling they'll say i want food human beings are exactly like that i have seen people who will get so upset because their time is not there you know oh my god i have to eat i have to eat i have to eat I... their life is only about eating drinking sleeping and just procreating i think beyond that they don't think of anything so the person says i have to eat whereas the sage is supposed to have 
measured diet. He doesn't even care whether he gets to eat today, tomorrow or whatever. He eats only that much. Now, how much is he supposed to eat? This was one question somebody had asked me long ago. How much is a person who is a sage supposed to eat? Even quarter piece of a chapati is fine. Okay. Otherwise, if there is sufficient food, otherwise, if there is sufficient food, whatever is served to him, the little quantity that comes in his plate should be the final full stop over there. Nothing additional should be taken. And this is very important. So, it is said that what comes to you naturally, you have. And if somebody has served the sage first time, whatever the quantity, it has come naturally. So the sage will say, that's it. Beyond that, I don't want. Material worldly people will say, can I have additional sambar? Can I have additional chutney? Can I have two, three more idlis? Can I have additional rice? Can I have additional this? Why? Their stomach says, I am not full. Remember, the sage is without desires. If he is without desires, then why should he take for the second time? So those who are spiritually perfect people never bother about it. So did you get this point? They do not require. A master of his mind. My God, this is terrible. <laughs> For normal person, mastering the mind is the most difficult thing in the world. Okay. How does the mind get mastered? No idea. So, Krishna says in the Bhagavad Gita and in various other scriptures it is mentioned sit in one place quietly regulate your breath breath in wait breath out which is inhalation wait exhalation then wait Give a gap and then you regulate your breath. Breath control, number one, pranayama. Mind control is done by means of meditation. Meditate on anything. Suppose you are meditating on the image of your ishta, meditate on that. Suppose you are meditating in the muladhara chakra, do that. If you want to meditate on some object, please do that. Meditation. No thoughts will come. Sit quietly, peacefully. Don't bother about anything. Keep your mind at the feet of God. That's it. When you regulate your breath, when you go in deep meditation, you will find that your mind is completely under your control. There is nothing that will disturb you. Got it? So do that. And how many times in a day? As many times as you want. It doesn't matter because these two activities can be done even when sleep. See, when you are sleeping, you may say, I am not sitting erect. Doesn't matter. 
you can still go and do it all right so it shouldn't matter that much is yogasana necessary if you want to do if you don't want to do it is not necessary at all just sitting itself in the right posture is more than enough to keep your spine straight that is all so that the kundalini rises so this is what is there mastering the mind overcoming any kinds of thoughts or activities to be done in the mind no activities in the mind no thoughts whatsoever steady you know fidgety people have you seen fidgety people you know constantly moving not sitting in one place you should be able to sit another most important thing for steadiness there are people in this world if you look in their eyes they cannot even look at you back they have to do like this like this look here and there they'll blink blink continuously blinking is not a disease okay and blink non blinking is also not a disease yes in extremities it can be but when you are doing yogic activities you can just remain like this without even blinking no blinking also required why because that is called unsteadiness right fidgeting moving here there not paying attention you will find that most of the people will switch off their videos because they can't focus why because they are not able to do anything unsteady mind unsteadiness should not be there the sage is steady even his voice will be steady actions are very steady actions having me as a refuge and meditative refuge now there is a word called ashrama what is the ashram people normally think an ashram is a place like a five star hotel ashrama means taking refuge who takes refuge refugees take refuge isn't it who takes refuge refugees take refuge do the refugees come with their vessels and clothes and stuff like that have you ever seen in any country refugees which come to their country they come with a truck load of vessels and so on and so forth or money they come without anything ashram is a refuge it's a place where you can say this is my home if it is your home then you have to also do what you do at home work isn't it so he is the refuge who krishna says i am the refuge so anybody who comes to krishna as you know considering him as a refuge why is he coming over there to krishna because he knows that krishna will give him shelter shelter is important a roof over the head whatever that is needed food clothing everything so refuge is like that so krishna gives everything that is needed 
and that is why he is the ultimate refuge so the sage knows krishna is the refuge and he is the one on whom everybody meditates that means the soul meditates the jivatma meditates on krishna so the sage meditates only on krishna so this is the verse which talks about the sage we'll move to the next verse verse 31 from the uddhav gita chapter 6 ever alert of a balanced mind with fortitude mastering the sixfold evil seeking no name yet giving honor to others expert friendly merciful and illumined the sage is always alert and is with a balanced mind what is the meaning of the word ever alert and balanced mind is he normal human beings are not even alert to anything isn't it they have to think about things and only when the object comes in front of them that they oh and the object says here hello look at me then only they are alert otherwise never alert eyes are closing sleepy dull dim-witted lethargic this is what human beings are a sage may have closed his eyes yet he is alert to everything even a pin dropping somewhere he is alert to so in the physical world also he has knowledge whether he is going to react to it he is not going to react to it please understand this he doesn't react with a balanced mind i think we have done this balanced mind before also he is not going to put his fingers my god why are you shouting he doesn't say any of these things if somebody is doing something he is not going to react to it he just does what is necessary with fortitude able to withstand all kinds of issues if he is put on the cross if somebody is driving a nail through his hand also i am sure you know jesus can oh my god he is not going to say oh my god or something like that he is not he is not going to, <laughs> going to call to his father and say somebody is pricking me in my hand no he is already wearing the crown of thorns he has carried that heavy cross on his shoulder he is not going to complain understand this those who are sages those who are the avatars they are least bothered about this kind of things it happens to them and it really doesn't matter they have the highest fortitude they can withstand all kinds of things then mastering the six fold evil six fold evil there are lots of evils in this world isn't it so the six fold evils are there hunger death so on and so forth even anger is there. <laughs> death let us take death as one of the evils is everybody worried about dying yes ask any normal person in this world i am worried my health is not good this is happening that is happening blah 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 and they are always worried about death 
the one thing which everybody comes and talks to me is guruji can you please give a painless death so the person can die in sleep i want you to think very carefully who asked for that average petty human beings ask for painless death think about krishna how painful was his death think about jesus christ how painful was his death think about any person who is the perfection how was their death every person who is perfect that means absolutely pure the sage to god himself their death is painful because they have overcome it those who have painless death what happens to them painless death means something else is there the loss of consciousness is there do you understand when you have painless death the consciousness is lost you are the throbbing consciousness you understand every individual is a throbbing consciousness the awareness is perfect but not to get carried away in the awareness is very important not to have attachment to anything is important so even if you are aware there is a nail driven through your hand you are aware that there is nail driven through your hand and yet you are not saying i am hurt i am upset i am angry why is this person doing to me no a sage or a saint is never bothered about it it's an example to the world even in the most painful circumstances the man is able to withstand fortitude is there in the last breath also so any person who comes and asks for painless death please understand they want to be mediocre human beings who will be born like some cockroaches or some creatures in the next life guaranteed because they do not have fortitude they do not have their mind fixated on god and they are not sages they are average petty human beings who are dying because they want painless death jesus never asked for painless death krishna never asked for painless death his foot was hurt he was crying no he was not crying he was not saying oh my god my foot is hurting he was not crying that his brother is dead his sons are dead his grandchildren are dead he is not crying he is sitting there in a yogic posture completely lost in the self that is the kind of death everybody should aspire for a death which is in yoga union with the divine and that is a death person should ask for so next time when you come and ask me give somebody painless death please understand 
they are going to hell or they are going to heaven or they are going to be born again like some crazy creatures they could be born like a khatmal you understand khatmal bed bug who knows and maybe you will be sitting on top of them and killing them who knows why are you bothered so much about who is dying and what you have to have presence in the self not in the material world so you have to be lost that is what the sage does so sixfold evil i have just taken up one of them called death now we move to the next one seeking no name average petty human beings want their name to be seen everywhere they say i want my name to come printed in a newspaper i want people to like me i want this to happen to me i want to give speeches over here i want to meet this one over there i want to do this over there these are petty human beings and the pettier they are the smaller they are the higher they want to climb in their life why because they are very petty human beings you see a poor man wants to become a king isn't it does the king say i want to become a king he is already the king right think about it the highest person a sage why would you want ramana maharshi or somebody greater like that even ramakrishna paramahansa or sai baba looking up the newspaper is my name over here it's on page 3 okay i want my name on page 1 they are least bothered they don't even care whether their name comes in the newspaper or doesn't come in the newspaper but look at a petty human being a petty human being will say oh you know yesterday i gave a speech my name is come over here what are they talking about they can never reach spiritual perfection those who aspire for this kind of petty things in life can never become spiritually perfect because spiritually perfect people do not crave for anything remember this so giving honor see taking seeking fame out of question but what do they do yet giving honor to others they give honor to others what does that mean when somebody comes to visit them or when somebody comes and asks them something they honor that person honoring others is called atiti devo bhava which means honoring the other person who is a guest and honoring another person is important right jamdagni honored even the highest of the villains in the world when sahasrar arjun came to him with a huge army jamdagini said okay i will honor you and i will give you food and your entire army also he honored them sometimes the honor is of a different kind sometimes it's with food sometimes it's with whatever that they have sometimes you will find that the sage will pick up his own paris that is the magic stone and he'll give it to somebody and say take this go make money that is honor 
Honoring other people is important. It is not important whether the person is bad or good. Honoring everybody is important. A sage honors every person. He is never biased. He gives refuge to everyone. Including a snake which may come and who is ready to bite him. You understand this? Now in that, there is a story of a scorpion hmm? and a sage. The scorpion had fallen inside a river and a sage was passing from there. So the sage put his hand inside to pick up the scorpion. The scorpion stung him. Even after that, he again put his hand inside. This happened many times. Finally, the scorpion climbed on his hand and then the sage put him on the ground. There was another person watching him. That person, you are you an idiot? That scorpion is stinging you. And yet you are doing this. You are trying to save the scorpion. The sage looks at him and says, the scorpion's job is to sting. My job is to save. I was doing my duty. The scorpion was doing his duty. So, the sage was right, isn't it? If your job is to save the world, the person in front of you may be the biggest villain or may be a scorpion also. It is your job to save. That is the duty inborn to you, God-given duty, if you are a sage. If you are a spiritual perfect person, it is your duty to do all these things that I am talking about. If you want to become an average human being, become petty, dirty, horrible, you know, all those kind of things are collected to normal human beings. In the material world, if you find somebody else becoming more famous, you get upset. That is one of the sins. Six sins like they say, no? It's one of them. Envy. One of the big sins. Never be envious. A sage is never envious. A sage is always trying to save. He is not bothered whether the scorpion is stinging him or not. Isn't it? So the sage, the highest perfection in spiritual if anybody wants to be a spiritualist or a spiritual person, please understand these are the qualities which are very, very important. And they have to be ingrained in the person. It should not come like a force. If it comes like a force, then that person is an idiot. Is not a sage at all. And sage is not a transitional journey. Okay, please understand. Sage means he is not transiting from one place to the other. Oh, sorry, sorry. I didn't save you today. Tomorrow I will save you. That is not spiritual. That is material worldly. It is very much in the motivational stage. See, you understand this? A person is motivated. I am very sorry. Actually, I was doing a very beautiful verse where the person says sorry. Does sorry change anything? Krishna has an explanation. I have five minutes and I will give you that explanation. But first I will finish this. 
he's an expert he's an expert in literally everything but yet he's an expert in the spiritual subjects so don't go and ask him iot and artificial intelligence and all that um, he's not supposed to talk about all these things but if you go and ask him about spirituality if you ask him about god if you ask him about all this beautiful stuff in this world he will tell you he's an expert in that he's very friendly i don't have to describe friendly he's an extremely friendly person merciful even the worst circumstances jesus christ still said to his father in heaven that please don't do anything to them right forgive them for they do not know what they are doing he is merciful and the last one is is illumined that means he is full of knowledge full of knowledge now i had promised you that if i have 5 minutes i will explain to you what it means when a person does something wrong it is called merit and demerit i am reading from the uddhav gita itself some verse which came to me krishna says to uddhava well what is the use of dilating on the characteristics of merit and demerit defect is distinguishing between merit and demerit and to be free from both is merit so now i will explain to you what is demerit and what is merit demerits will give you all the karmas in the world karmas associated with you right what is demerit demerit is distinguishing between merit and demerit if you can distinguish what is right and what is wrong let us say you have done something wrong you are given somebody bad words you have called somebody names if you have said something to some person you have done something wrong in this world you have an idea of the right and the wrong isn't it do you have the idea and the right and the wrong you may go and say a thousand times sorry and yet it is called demerit krishna has defined this clearly your sorry has zero value why even if you say sorry it is still got converted into karma think somebody has slapped another person after slapping they feel bad about it and they say i am sorry i slapped you do you understand that it has converted itself into demerit the slap has to be paid back in full as per the law of karma so is it merit or demerit it is demerit if you go and do something wrong in this world anything or if you go and do something right in this world also if you donate to charity or if you give some money to your guru think about it or you have donated to ashram and yet the thought comes i have done something nice i have donated to charity i have given money to this person i have given person hundi you know money in the hundi it is still called a demerit why you have to be paid back 
whatever money that you might have given you have get paid back as a karmic action because you mentioned it because you pointed it out or because somebody else points it out the moment you say thank you the moment you say sorry the moment you say pardon me it is a demerit what is a merit to be free from both these is called merit you are neither bothered about what sorry is you are neither bothered about thank yous you are not neither bothered about doing action not doing action giving back not doing anything it doesn't go inside and affect your mind it is an unmotivated action not motivated action there are no benefits and there is no for, uh, you know loss also over there such a kind of an action is called merit in this world and this is the definition of merit uh, remember this any time when you do something wrong you call names to somebody and even after 10 minutes you say i am sorry i withdraw this i said it in jest i said it as a joke i am sorry it has become a karma and you will have to suffer for it so anything that you know even if you know it is right and wrong and you do it it is called demerit nishkam karma is only merit actions which are non motivated which have nothing to do in this material domain are called merits a sage a sage always does meritorious actions an average human being does all demerits that is why he suffers from karma the karmic you know that snake comes to bite him so i hope you have understood what i am talking about i will stop over here and next time we will continue from the next verse which is verse 32 thank you have a nice day